And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brandon Matula. Matula. And I'm Thomas Hicks. And uh, today, guys, it's our Thursday episode. So you know what that means. It's sports. Our uh, sports special. Um, and then, obviously, we follow that with music and movies. Um, and you know the drill. We've been doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks now. So we're just going to get right on into it. We're going to respect your time as well as our own. Uh, but we have actually something pretty cool to say, uh, and it's that this is our first episode together. In the same room, together, we don't have to go back and forth over the power of the internet. We have each other this time, so yeah. it's pretty neat. This is definitely, like, interesting, you know, just like the way this is, like, I can actually yeah. see you and the way you're saying things, you know? I always have to, like, picture it in my head. Yeah. But this is de- definitely really cool. This is definitely how uh, podcasts were designed, but... Hey, thankful to the internet that we were able to start this, and now we yeah. get to do this in person. It's really great. Our goal in telling you guys that is that you didn't even notice that we weren't in the same room together. I mean, obviously, we talked about the distances between Houston and Dallas, but uh, yeah, it feels good. This feels natural and normal, but uh, I mean, let's just let's just get right into it. As always, we should start off the episode by saying thank you. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so Tommy was telling me we were... Like, on the Anchor app, um, there's a certain, like, count, you know, of, like, like how many active listeners we have. And we have 49 right now. And that means we're having listeners who are turn- tuning in at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And, guys, that is – we're so thankful for that. And we want to make that number go higher because uh, we've obviously been uh, doing our best, just trying to make the best content possible. And clearly – People are liking it, and people are listening to it consistently. And honestly, guys, just please uh, let us know what we can do better because we're always trying to grow, and we want to – because we're your source for this entertainment and sports content, like talking, delivering to y'all in this way. So we definitely want y'all's input. Yeah, absolutely. It. And it's not about the numbers, more so it's about the quality of what we're producing, which Brendan and I have both like made sure that we are absolutely on top of the ball about absolutely. that. So it's and it's going great. We love doing it. It keeps us afloat. It keeps hopefully keeps you guys afloat too. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Whether it's one listener, a hundred, a thousand, I mean, it really doesn't matter as long as it's just one. Like that's all we really need. That's all we're really asking for. So mm-hmm. uh, that being said, Thursday sports. Let's get it going. Let's get it. Go ahead and kick it off for us. Let's get it. So today we just got two quick topics. Uh, As we said, like in the last episode for the entertainment day in September, for that last episode, we said it was the last filler episode. This is the last filler episode for uh, just having one sport to really cover, which is football. We've been covering the NFL. We've been covering college football. Not really NBA because we're just waiting because we want to strike the metal when it's hot and it'll be hot right before opening night, which is Tuesday the 19th of October. So we'll be dropping an episode about uh, NBA, just everything the NBA. The same way we hyped up James Bond in uh, Tuesday's episode, two days ago, about like when we talked about Venom and then hyping up Bond, we're going to do the exact same thing with hyping up the NBA. Just what do you guys, what you need to know before we get into the season and then our thoughts on this, uh, what we think will happen. Yeah, so. absolutely. So uh, be looking forward to that. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. Uh, we're going to talk about the preseason and what we've been thinking so far. Because, man, ESPN, like, you can 
talk flack about them, like, you know, like about how they cover things on Instagram and everything. But one thing's for certain is they cover it like well, like they give us things that we want to see. And we've been seeing a lot of cool things so far with them with the pre NBA preseason. So this is like a preseason for our NBA special, <laughs> if you will. So we're going to be just talking about that. And then, as always, on Fridays or Thursday episodes, we will be talking about top five matchups coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, uh, this will be our last uh, prediction show about just football. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. It's going to be great. And uh, it's exciting. We got four college football matchups this time. The NFL... Doesn't have too many fun matchups this week. Mm -hmm. um, well, really just one in particular, but we'll get to that. But uh, that's all we got in the sports department. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We'll get to um, entertainment at the end of the episode. We're excited to get to that. Tommy's got something special for us. But uh, let's start out with the NBA preseason. So like as we saw, there were a lot of moves mm -hmm. made in this offseason. And, like, one thing that I was really surprised about was the fact that there weren't a lot of free agents out there. There right. weren't, like, big names. Like, one of the biggest names on in this free agency class was DeMar DeRozan, you know? Yeah. That was, like, one of the biggest names. There was just a lot of trades, and once again, the NBA landscape just looks completely different. And we're starting to see that into fruition, uh so far in the NBA preseason. Um, what's been your thoughts about it so far, Tommy? You're, you know, you're right because in, in recent or in past years, uh, the free agency, you used to look at who was a free agent and that's who you would go after. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wasn't as more so trading, but like, okay, this guy's going to be a free agent. Let's get him. Yeah, this uh, this summer, it was about who is on another team that we can trade <laughs> to get him, you know? Um, so that, I mean... That is a great. I didn't really notice that until you said that, but now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like that's mm -hmm. honestly true because it was all about trading this summer. It wasn't like hey, let's pick mm -hmm. this guy up from free agency. It was like let's trade. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I'm very excited to see just all these teams play and just out of the teams that have played so far. So, looking at it, I think one guy that's really stood out to me so far is Cam Thomas. Mm -hmm. Out of the Nets, I think he played for UCLA? LSU. LSU. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. He is a bucket. Like, I like I saw him put, like I mentioned it in the last episode, he put Anthony Davis on skates. And Anthony Davis is a great defender. And, and this kid is dropping 21 points in his first preseason game. And I get it. It's preseason. But... Like, preseason is when, like, everybody gets the same amount of minutes, pretty much. Like, Cam Thomas, he got 22 minutes. That's not the most minutes out there. Like, there's guys like Javon Carter, who got 26 minutes. Uh, Duke Jr., who got 31. And then uh, Kyler Edwards, I think that's his name, Kyler Edwards. Yeah, Kessler, Kessler Edwards. Yeah, he got 27 minutes. And all these guys scored less than Cam Thomas. Mm -hmm. And he looked great. And 7 of 14, that's 50% in your first NBA game. Not your first official. But, but still, like, dude, if he's doing this, if, if, if the Nets have another solid piece in Camp Thomas, what's stopping them? Yeah. What's stopping them? <sighs> Nothing. Gosh. Like, and, and 
it was honestly a smart move by the Nets to utilize this pick instead of just yeah. trading it away and just trying to get um, more pieces at the than they I need. I mean, Kyrie, I guess, is who we have our eyes on right now, and that could be the only thing that could kind of hinder the Nets. But if Kyrie bails, mm-hmm. we've got Cam Thomas. Yeah. So yeah, this he can ball. I don't know. If he's given I the opportunity, if he's given an opportunity, he will yeah. freaking take it, dude. Like he is incredible. To what, one thing that's actually stood out to me is uh, Zach Levine. Ooh, he's okay. a leader. This preseason has shown me that he's a leader. He's serious about the Chicago Bulls as uh, the Chicago Bulls as well, because they were, they played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not gonna overhype it, you know, but I'm pretty hopeful with the Chicago Bulls the way they've been playing. I mean, they're one and zero, you know, in the preseason. Yeah. Um, some really, you know, really average, but something I just have this itchy feeling in me about this season that the Bulls could potentially make that because they're doing ten seeds now, right? Like, that's yeah. it. If you're in the tenth seed, you make the playoffs. Well, not necessarily. You're like, just in the yes, play-in. you get in the play-in. You have yeah. a chance to get in. I think the Bulls could be a maybe ninth seed, ninth seed in the play-in. Like, oh yeah. If everything goes well, which you know last year, what the Bulls finished second to last in the East, like so they weren't very good. I think they could be in the ninth seed. They could get playing for a spot. They're, I, they've been playing I, great. I would fight for the Bulls to say that they are probably closer, like cl- not closer to the one seed, but like right. maybe eighth or seventh. Maybe five or six. Wow. Like, definitely not tw- – I wouldn't say top four. I think yeah. that's a little bit too much. But definitely top eight, in my opinion. But I, I could definitely see nine seed happening. But uh, if they're in the seven to ten range, they're in the plan. So, yeah. it, it just depends where they go from there. But, man, like, I, I loved watching him the other day. Man, I don't know why we didn't think of this before, but Alex Caruso and Zach Levine is going to be a fun pairing. Did yes. you see that alley-oop? Like, yeah. that was, gosh. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think, yeah. Wow, I didn't think about that either, but they're going to be, they're going to be pretty solid. Uh, and then the last thing is the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Like, I, obviously, you know, I live in Houston. You're from Houston. Mm-hmm. You've lived, you've been, you've been you know, from Houston since day one. The Rockets are near and dear to our hearts. How are they playing this season? If we're going, if we're judging, you know, the summer league, and then we're judging the preseason, like, Mm-hmm. They might be a solid team. You know, they're rookies, and they're being led by veteran John Wall, which you guys mm-hmm. know how I feel about John Wall. So, yeah. uh, they're looking pretty solid. Like, this team, I, I'm not sure about playoffs quite yet, but same with even with the Bulls. They might be that 10th seed. They might mm-hmm. make the play and have a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, what's his name? Jalen Green. Yeah. Like, Jalen Green is that guy, and I've been saying since day mother-flipping one uh, that... Um, he's not that under the <laughs> that Kevin Porter Jr. I can't I can't I uh you get them mixed up because there's <laughs> a, there's like up. KD and then KPJ yeah. and like yeah all these nicknames I'm like Kevin I was about to say uh the guy from the late uh, KCP yeah I'm like KCP's not the Rockets because there <laughs> dude there's just so many acronyms but yeah <laughs> I I had his face and his little like he has like a not a rat tail but I forgot what they call it but there's like a there's like a uh, little streak dread that yeah. goes in front of his head. Like I love, yeah, I remember his favorite. Well, anyways, Kevin Porter Jr. Baby Harden, everyone calls him Baby oh, yeah. Harden, but he's not a baby anymore. He's a new Harden, straight up. He's the new Harden. He can shoot, he can defend, uh, he can dunk, he can re- like he can throw it, actually throw it down on like some big guys. Kevin Porter Jr. is the guy we need to focus on because yeah. he's gonna he will be an All Star in the next, if not this year, in the next coming years, Kevin Porter Jr. will be an All Star. Yeah. This is see, this is my thing with Kevin Porter Jr. I think he's absolutely incredible, but 
about to say, but sorry. I don't think he fits in with what the Rockets are trying to do right now. I think Kevin Porter needs to be on a championship contending team. He needs to be a guy that comes off the bench. Well, maybe not just off the bench, but maybe a starter. But he needs to be a guy that can, can be those top four guys on the team that can contribute to your team for a championship because he can be that guy. Mm-hmm. I think Houston, he's Houston like is teaching him just to be – how to be a leader because he's honestly going to be the leader of that team. Yeah. I mean, Absol- you could say Eric Gordon, but it's really going to be Kevin Porter Jr. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, gosh, and, and it's just sad. Like, with John Wall, like, I wish he was, like, leading the team. But, yeah. like, it's looking like he'll get off. And we could definitely talk – let's definitely talk about that again because I always love talking about uh, – I, I love talking about John, John Wall. Wall's future. John Wall's future and everything. But – uh yeah, I'm excited about the Rockets. Like, it's, man, it's going to be so much fun to watch them because it, it's definitely a team that needs to grow because, like, I'm going through this roster, dude. There's not one dude on here that doesn't excite me. Yeah. Like, okay, there's some guys in this roster right now that I'm looking at. Like, some of these guys are just, you know, like fillers for summer, not, not summer league, but, uh, uh, training camp contract, you know, yeah. like because we're seeing like twenty guys on this roster right now. But you got Josh Christopher, you got Armani Brooks, Dante Exum is probably off the team. DJ Augustine might stay. Dude, this Sangoon guy, he's legit. He's legit. He's I think he's from Turkey, and he's gosh, dude, he, he looks so good in summer league, and he's just gonna grow. He just needs more opportunities. Jay Sheon Tate is great. Yeah. The is good. House. I mean, he's exciting. He's kind of at a plateau because every year we're like, ooh, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be an all-star. And then he, Because he just kept getting better and better and better. And he's kind of flattened out. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think he'll get He's know. definitely a, a good role piece. And then Kenyon yeah. Martin Jr., I think he made first-team all-rookie yep. this past year. That surprised me. I didn't expect that because I didn't really watch the Rockets closely. I don't think anybody really <laughs> did up until James Harden quit on the team, per se. But uh, Which we saw him... We went to that game, and he was sitting down on the bench. We're like, wait, why is Harden sitting? And then the next day, yeah, boom, traded. 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 It's crazy. But gosh, man, this NBA season Dude, John Wall and James Harden would have been such a good duo because John Wall is an unselfish point guard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, John Wall is okay with the ball not being in his hands, and I think they should have given it a better shot. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I think James Harden was just but, done yeah, with. Yeah, he was done. And John Wall didn't excite him, which it should have. Yeah. Because Chris Paul wants the ball, mm-hmm. you know. Russell, and Russell Westbrook, Westbrook wants, the wants the ball, but John Wall's okay with not having the ball. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. I think he, Harden just judged the book by its cover. He probably looked at John Wall's stats and was like, "Oh, this reminds me of the past two guys I played yeah. with." So I, he's I, a perfect mix between the two. So that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, let's go through just a few other teams. It just highlights. Uh, let's look at the Pistons. Pistons. I don't. Know if Kate Cunningham has played yet? I'll yeah. give you a hot take. The Spurs, when they had their legacy, you know, with uh, Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't because of Popovich. It was because of those players. Because ever since they've been gone, the Spurs yeah. have struggled. And I've I've been saying Pop- Popovich is not that guy. And I, I can get roasted for it all day, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stats back me up. Yeah. When they when Tim Duncan and that and the other guys were on that team, they were winning. And it, yeah. when the moment they left. The Spurs started losing and not making the playoffs. So. Yeah. Well, I think the Spurs, man, like, I think that's true. But, like, this is only the second time in 
Popovich's coaching tenure that they haven't made the playoffs mm-hmm. this past year. Like I, I think they're, I think they just need a guy like, because the the thing about the Spurs, they're never bad. They're never bad. That's why they can't get a number one yeah. pick in the draft because they don't trade because they have no need to. They just stick to their guns, you know. But they also like, uh, like when they do get a draft pick when they're the bottom fourteen teams, they don't. They don't have a high percent chance at landing a top five pick. Heck, even a top ten pick. They always get a top like fourteen. Yeah, four ten to fourteen. But yeah, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Um, man, they've definitely been in those trade talks about Ben Simmons. We'll have to see what happens. I think, man, I think Ben Simmons and Pop would be a great pairing. I think Pop could figure it out. He could he could cure the King's speech. That's a movie reference there, and history reference. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. Yeah, he can <laughs> yeah, he could definitely cure the King's speech, which is his shooting. But uh, wait, is Ben Ben Simmons gonna get traded to the Spurs? No, 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 no. But like, if he did, oh, like yeah, yeah. I think that'd be. Uh, for a second, there, I was like, wait, did I miss something at work? But right. <laughs> cool but, beans. But uh, that's about it for um, NBA <clears throat> talk just for today. But. Guys, just be looking forward to our show mm-hmm. on Thursday because Thursday. that'll be the NBA season preview. I know we've done hype ups about the NBA. Once again, been. we'll be together next Thursday. Yep. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, so, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, we'll have Dallin there too, our buddy Dallin, and he's uh, he went on his church mission for two years, so he's been out of the loop. But po- uh, pre 2018, that man could give you every stat of literally every single player in the NBA. From the beginning of when the yeah. basketball itself was invented, yeah. the dude is just crazy with like his stats, his knowledge. He can just remember yeah. things so well, and yeah, and he also knows a great deal about this current draft class. Yeah, um, he he like we went to high school he together. Balls life and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah, he definitely watched all those, and he knows about all these players that are in the NBA now. So yeah. it's going to be cool to see what he uh, his opinion about the, some of these guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Be looking forward to that. We'll be blowing y'all's phones up. We'll, I know we've been saying we need to do polls for sports. So I say we do polls for uh, NBA. Yeah, I agree. Just to get y'all excited. So be looking for those on our Instagram. So now we're going to talk about the uh, top five games this upcoming weekend. And it's four college football games. See, I made a little mistake last weekend. Or not last weekend, but like last week's episode, like kind of hyping up this, like these three big, those three big games between Arkansas and Georgia, Notre Dame and Cincinnati, and then Alabama and Ole Miss. Well, I don't blame you for hyping them up because they were supposed to be some big games. Like, yeah, like and they if were. we're going off, you know, the the teams that lost, if we're going off their previous record, like, yep, supposed to be pretty incredible. But yeah. it was just disappointing. The story mm-hmm. did not write itself that well. Yeah, I definitely wanted more out of it, but yeah. we're going to get some good stuff this weekend, so we'll just go through these and just uh, I'll spiel about it, and Tommy can give his opinion. Yeah. I, I'm going to put I'm gonna raise the stakes here because we've been doing this for a couple weeks now. Uh, whoever can guess a the correct winner and score of a game, I'll give you 50 bucks. I'll put 50 bucks on the table. If you want to meet... If they get all five. All five, I'll give you 100. Okay. But, for, okay. but one game, you're right. Okay, so let's say every game... And, uh, and when we give our five, every game is worth twenty dollars. 
<laughs> and so if you get all five games, you get 100 bucks. If you get two games, you get 40 So they have to predict the score and? The score and the winner. Hmm. So I'll, I'll, that's a, I that's take a that. challenge <laughs> to you, Brandon, as well as a challenge. You know, let's challenge the audience. You down? I'm down. All right. We'll challenge the audience. Like, every time you guys predict, t- uh, send us your uh, team and the final score. But both scores have to be correct. Not just the team that won. Both the, the winner and the loser. Yep. Both scores have to be correct. DM us beforehand. DM us. I mean, just do it. Get Tell your friends. to Please, tell your friends to listen. Get them involved. Guys, that's free money for y'all. If you, and all you have to do is predict a score, and boom, you got your gas money for the week. Like, it's or your groceries or whatever you want to spend your money. Or on. Or food for your girlfriend, <laughs> which uh, can get pricey. So yeah, let's up the stake. Before you say anything, you got money on the line. You got potentially a hundred bucks if you're that smart. So let your friends know that are into college football, and eventually now the and in the NBA is a bit easier to predict. So maybe we'll change that up. But for now, as far as college football and NFL goes, twenty bucks on the line. Tell your friends. Shout, you know, shout us out, and you can win some money. All right. Heck yeah. Hit us with the top five. I'm excited. So, we're just going to go through them and break them down each, and then we'll make our predictions as usual. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move on to pop culture. Um, so, first we're going to start with, man, this game. This game happens in Dallas every single <laughs> year. And it happens at the Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. right into the prime of the Texas State Fair. It is the Red River Showdown mm-hmm. between OU and Texas. Texas. Why do they call it that? So Red River. So the Red River is the river that is between Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. And it, yeah. they call it red because it's kind of like muddy. It's like yellow, yeah. not red mud, but it's like brown. Yeah, the water's not clear. <laughs> yeah, and they just call it red. It's the Red River. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, but it's yeah. All right. It's definitely a great experience. I don't get to go this year. I want my two first two years. Uh, as a college student in the Dallas area. So uh, it's definitely a great experience. If you haven't been and you have the money to do it, I definitely recommend doing it. It's one of the best college football experiences I've ever had. Wow. But uh, let's talk about this a little bit. So, Tommy, I don't know if you've heard, but Oklahoma hasn't looked too good. Really? They've just had like lots of games where they just like they por- perform well um, in their first. I'm about to sneeze. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they perform really well at first. Wow, I think that's the first sneeze on air. That's so cool. But, nice. so you see these games, like Tulane, yeah. you know. Kansas State, West Virginia, teams that are not ranked, they're not blowing them out like they should be, except for that uh, Western that Carolina. West Carolina, but that was kind of a given. Yeah. Shoot, man. Okay, so they're playing Texas, the team that could actually give them a run for their money. Yeah. So, I guess the general consensus is they might lose. Yes. And oh. they're, they're, it's a tradition in Red River. Usually, the better team doesn't win. That's usually the case in these games. Okay. And uh, this this game is kind of giving me similar vibes to when Texas won in 2018. Mm-hmm. With Sam Ellinger. And it was a great game. Yeah. I, I, I love that game. That's I was there. I was actually there. It was one of my favorite college football games ever. And it was lit. And I ended up leaving early because I was with Oklahoma fans. And then Oklahoma came back. And then Texas won by a field goal. Big game. I have high expectations for this game. Um, it's the Red River game. It's always close. It's always close. There, I, I can't remember a time when it was a blowout. Yeah. Like last year, it went to triple overtime. Goodness. And the year before that, it was pretty close. But Oklahoma was well in control of the game. Yeah. And then the year before that, 
in 2018, like I said, it was when Sam Ellinger went off and led the Longhorns to a big win over Kyler Murray, yeah. the current front runner for MVP, was starting quarterback for the Sooners. So it's going to be good. All so right. Spencer Rattler comes in, uh, and he, like, Sooner, Sooners fans have been pointing fingers at him saying, this is the guy. This is the reason why we're not as good as we should be. This is I why agree. we're not. And, yeah. He's I, not that guy. He is not that guy. He, he's just. I've said that, too, before we started college football started. I was like, dude, Spencer Rattler's not that guy. Yeah. And, gosh, I just think he needs, man, I don't know what he needs. <laughs> All right, well, he needs to play better. What are we thinking as far as score goes? Uh, we'll we'll get to that later, but uh, I'm looking for just a big game here. It's going to be huge as far as far as offense goes. It's going to be a shootout, I predict, because both de- both defenses are not looking good. <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely see some scoring in there. So that's definitely something uh, to be considered for scoring predictions. But we'll get to that soon. Let's just get through each of these mm-hmm. just to get through them. So, Arkansas and Ole Miss. This is another big matchup. It's a top 20 matchup. Uh, both of these teams are coming off losses from t- the top two teams in the country. Yeah. Arkansas lost to Georgia, as we said before. They lost 37 to Europe. Gosh, bro. Arkansas, yeah, bro. Bad. I was rooting for y'all. Yeah. And then Ole Miss lost to Alabama. So, this one's going to be fun because uh, KJ Jefferson has looked good, but he's looking for a game to ba- bounce back. And then Matt Corral, gosh, he was getting Heisman looks. People were thinking he was going to be a Heisman Trophy frontrunner. But Alabama really put a wrench into those plans. Man, when you look at a game like this, Tommy, like what's your, like, both of these teams are coming off losses. Mm -hmm. Like how do you think both of these teams should come in? See, that's the thing with me is because I would go with the team that came off a loss just because they're hungry for a dub. But they both came off a loss. Mm-hmm. Big know, losses, too. Big ones. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I think Ole Miss might be a little bit stronger as far as size goes. Yeah, and they're playing at home, too. Yeah. So uh, I might be giving this one to Ole Miss, but uh, I don't know. Arkansas, they're, they're hungry. Because Ole Miss scored. They put points on the board. Yeah. Arkansas did not. Against yeah. Oklahoma, and that's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something. Yeah, I agree. I think they're both going to be hungry, and I think Ole Miss is definitely one yeah. to, who definitely has an advantage there. But we'll move on to uh, the next game. We'll be talking about the third college football game. Georgia, number two Georgia, coming off a huge 37-0 win over Arkansas. And then Auburn, number 18, coming off a pretty big win in Death Valley. And I know LSU isn't like like – the greatest team this year, but it's tough to beat LSU in Death Valley. Yeah. That's their that's their home stadium. That's what they call it. Yeah, nobody wins in Death Valley. You know, that's just not common. <laughs> they have an incredible student like involvement as mm-hmm. far as games go. Like, not many students miss the LSU games. Yeah, and that's why they're so successful. But Auburn, as I said before, put a wrench in those plants. Uh, Bo Nix. This guy has been pretty exciting to watch. If you look at his numbers right there, like you can see him right there, 970 yard, 979 yards, six touchdowns. It's nothing extraordinary, but I'm telling you, this guy is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's He reminds me a lot of Johnny Football in some ways. He's not as uh, 
sporadic. He's not as uh, flashy, but he can definitely give you Johnny Football like plays, like where he's just scrambling out of nowhere, kind of like last game against LSU. He looked really great, and yeah. he willed his team back into the game. And I think Auburn's still a team to really look at who can make some noise in the playoff. I know they're only number eighteen, but they're lo- they lost their only loss is to currently number four Penn State. So, that's definitely a team to watch. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, that's going to be an exciting game to watch. We'll get to predictions in just a minute. But we'll move on to the fourth and final college football game we'll be talking about. Probably the game of the week for college football. It's between Penn State and Iowa. Mm. Number three and number four. Shoot. Both undefeated. Yeah. This is a pin- This is between two Big Ten teams. Um um, it's a big east, a Big Ten East and a Big Ten West matchup. So I, Iowa is in the West. So um, their conference schedule from here is a little bit easier. So they have a clear path to the Big Ten championship. So with the loss here, they can really recover well and they can redeem themselves in the Big Ten championship and probably get a playoff bid. Penn State, they need this win if they want to make noise in the Big Ten. They need to keep it to as little losses as possible. They need to be sporadic. They just need to do the best they can. And uh, they're playing at Iowa, and it's not a night game, and that's something that a colleague of mine always likes to know. This game will not be at night, which is a big thing in college football. So it's definitely something going to be worth watching. Uh, So before we head into the sole NFL game, we'll be – uh, predicting this week, Tommy, uh, like, what's your if you were able to? Because I know you work on Saturdays. What's like the one college football game you would watch out of the selection? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, that Georgia game is gonna be fun, mm-hmm. but I might even go Iowa and Penn State just because they're both undefeated. I want to see who who's hungrier. Yeah, who wants it more? Yeah, and one is ranked fourth, and one's ranked fifth, right? Third, third. Oh shoot, yeah. Who wants it more? And those are the best games to watch. So, probably that one. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely one I'll want to watch, too. Yeah. It's going to be lit. And I like it that it's a 3 o'clock game. I like those 3 o'clock games. Yeah, I think they're fun. Absolutely. But uh, the one game we'll be talking about is in the NFL is between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. This is a rematch of the AFC Championship mm-hmm. this past season. KC comes in at 2-2. Two and two. That's pretty unheard of. If you've been a fan of uh, NFL football as of late, and Buffalo comes in at three and one, they're looking good. They've won three straight, and uh, gosh, like Tommy, like you watched the Ravens take a dub over the Chiefs. Um, what are your thoughts about how the Chiefs have performed? Because they just haven't looked that legit this year. Yeah, they're not off to a super hot start, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're incredible. They're going to be a good team. Yeah. Uh, I think this is just kind of a, a, a fluke right now that people think that the Chiefs aren't that guy mm-hmm. because I think they are that guy. So mm-hmm. uh, I got the Chiefs here. I mean, we'll get to the score you know, once we go through the all through you know the rest of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, the Chiefs have had a tough start, but there have been plenty of teams that have had a start way more tough and uh, mm-hmm. still have succeeded this Super Bowl. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, We'll go ahead and get to our score predictions, and we'll remind y'all, Tommy is our bookie. I don't want to call him our bookie, but (laughs) 
he's definitely somebody who has uh, experience, like in knowledge with uh, betting, betting, and uh, just the Vegas odds and everything. So we'll please don't come for me, FBI. <laughs> hey, he's over eighteen, so <laughs> completely legal. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, we'll so. Tommy will be looking at the lines here, and he'll be giving us like the yes or no, if you should bet on it, and who you should bet for, possibly. So let's go ahead and get into it. Oklahoma and Texas. Um, I think Oklahoma is a three points favorite, and man, I'll go ahead and give mine, and then Tommy can give you his analysis. I got Texas in this one, Ooh. and I got them thirty-eight to thirty-five. Okay, It'll be a close one. That's pretty good. I've I've got Texas and OU as well. I don't think it's that uh, it's high scoring. Um, oh man, do I have a? You know what? Screw it. I'll just, I'll go the opposite of you because I actually do think Oklahoma could pull the dub over Texas. I know it's controversial, but controversial. <laughs> I got Oklahoma thirty five twenty eight. You know, yeah. and the over <laughs> for the game is sixty three point five, so sixty four points. Do not smash that. That means each team has to hit over. 32 yeah uh i would stay away i don't think this game is very high scoring um that's just between me i always kind of stay away from the over i would maybe hit the under but the thing about this is that the spread for ou is minus three and and it's obviously plus three for texas do you smash that spread Mm, maybe i might smash the oklahoma spread i might sprinkle a little bit on it but i would stray away from placing your hogs on that bet i would not do that there you go there you go that's your analysis right there Next one up, we got Arkansas and Ole Miss, as we said. Both teams coming off losses. Um, I'm going to take the home team in this one, Ole Miss. I think their offense is too firepowered for this Arkansas uh, defense. And I got them winning this one big, 45-30. to 30. Yeah, uh, 45-28, nice. I've got them about the same. I've got Ole Miss by two touchdowns and a field goal. Um, I think they're going to come. Uh, although I, I – See, Arkansas. <laughs> you hear what I said? Uh. <laughs> Nothing. I just thought it was funny. Anyways, I know Arkansas comes off a, a huge loss. Um, but I've got Ole Miss. Ah, oh, man. I've got Ole Miss 43 to 43 to 30 because I got them by, you know, a touchdown and a field goal. Um, as far as the over-under goes, it's 66.5. Do not hit that over. Um, and then the spread is five plus five point five for Arkansas. I would also I would definitely miss out on that because the spread for Ole Miss is minus five point five. So that means minus six points, meaning that if they score six points, your bet hits. Smash that, smash that. Place all your hogs on it. I'm feeling good about this Ole Miss team. Um, so yeah, that's what wow. I got. Wow. Okay. Y'all heard it from Tommy. All right. Next one up: Georgia and Auburn. This one is going to be fun. Number two, Georgia coming off a huge win, and then they're playing Auburn in Auburn. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something to consider. I'm going to take the upset here. Oh. Because it, it's at... Wow. It's in huge. Auburn. That's why. And it's happened before. I've seen it happen before. And I think Bo Nix comes into this game and he has a Heisman moment and he becomes the Heisman front runner after this This would be week. the game to do it, 100%. Um, so I got Auburn in this one. I got Auburn in this one. Uh, 35... To 31. Okay. Uh, first of all, the over-under is only 47 points. Absolutely smash that. Put your entire paycheck on it because that's going to hit. 
Um, the second thing is that they got Georgia by 15.5, so Georgia by 16 points. I don't think that hits. Personally, I think the score is going to be pretty close. I do I do have Georgia coming out of this, not Auburn. But I got Georgia I got Georgia 30, 35-33. 35-33. So not uh, by two points. I think it's a very close game. So I would potentially put money on the uh, Auburn plus 15.5, but nah. Uh, go, definitely smash that over, though. That's a great over to hit. Um, and yeah. As far as my score goes, Oklahoma by two points, 35-33. Oh, Georgia. You mean Georgia. Georgia, excuse me. Yeah. You're good, you're good. Good. All right, last college football game, and then we'll head to that NFL matchup. Penn State, number four. Iowa, number three. This will be played at the Hawkeye Stadium, home of University of Iowa. Um, Iowa's the favorite in this one by one and a half. Mm-hmm. So this one is going to be close, and I agree. And... I think Iowa's defense is too good, um, but I don't think this will be high scoring. I think this will be 24 to 16 okay. favor of Iowa. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page there. Um, I've got actually got Penn State uh, winning by a touchdown. I think Penn State is that guy. I think that Penn State uh, has a lot of size, and they're very experienced when it comes to big games, whereas with Iowa, this – Iowa football team is not very experienced when it comes to big games. You know, they haven't. Uh, they've been kind of in and out as far as like playoffs and big games go. So, um, the line is plus one and a half for Penn State. I'm probably gonna hit that, but I'm gonna hit it light. Same with the plus one ten. I'm gonna hit that light as well as far as the money line goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the over 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 under is forty one points. I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna sprinkle something on. I think it'll hit. But uh, what do I think the score is going to be? I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be crazy high scoring, but it's going to be a moderate game. So let's go Let's go. Penn State 28, beating Iowa. Iowa's got 25. 28-25. 28-25. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, you all heard it from Tommy for those college football games. So uh, we're going to move on to the Bills and the Chiefs. This one's going to be huge. I think because it's an arrowhead, I can't see the Chiefs losing two yeah. straight in arrowhead. It's just, well, let me double check if their last game was. Yeah, okay, they played at the Eagles last week. So, yeah, I can't see the, the, the Chiefs losing two straight at, at Arrowhead. It's just not on the radar, in my opinion. But I got this one by field goal, though. I think the Chiefs will win this 34 to 31. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. And I see that the, uh, I'm not the betting as- expert here, but it's saying 56 and a half over under I take the over oh, I think yeah. it's gonna be over because it's two of the best offenses in the league so you might as well yeah put your entire paycheck on that over that's gonna that's gonna freaking hit like a baseball in uh, Jose Altuve but man this line's kind of tough because they got the Chiefs minus two and a half and uh the money line's minus 145 I'm, I'm confident in the Chiefs and I want to say it's a blowout but I would I would stay away from that money line just in case. So don't bet on this game unless it's for the score, the over under. When obviously that's the case, but the over. But uh, I'm still gonna put the score down as the Chiefs blowing out the Bills. I think the Chiefs are just hungry. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs 42, Bills 35. So right. by a touchdown. Chiefs by Chiefs. Oh, well, I guess it's not a blowout, huh? Yeah, seven. Let's, let's I think go that's Chiefs, accurate. Chiefs 40. Bills 10. 10 points is blow in my book. Ooh. So, sure. 30. Wow. <laughs> Man, if Tommy calls this, that, that'll probably be the prediction of the year. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, definitely could happen because Buffalo got pretty 
trampled by the Steelers, and they haven't played anyone too great since. They played Washington football team, Texans, and the Dolphins. So, hey, not a bad prediction, actually, now that I look at that. So, yeah, that can definitely happen. But uh, that about wraps things up for sports this week. Uh, Tune in on Tuesday. We'll... We're going to do a little research over like the MLB playoffs, just uh, to give you all our takes on a few games. Uh, we saw the Yankees take one over the Red Sox. Or no, 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 no. The Red Sox t- took one over the Yankees to go into the playoffs. So good for them. That looks that like that. That's really cool. Yankees really clawed themselves into that wild card spot, and that was all for nothing. It's really tough because I saw that they made a lot of trades at – uh, the trade deadline. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about MLB on Tuesday just a little bit. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into pop culture. So, Tommy, what you got? All right. Our hometown hero here in Houston is dropping. Uh, at the time of this episode, it'll be tonight. It'll be 11 o'clock in uh, Central Standard Time, which is where we'll be at. And if you haven't guessed it by now, it's Don Tolliver. Life of a Don, or Load, as some people are calling it. Uh, and I'm pretty pumped for it. I'm actually a pretty big Don Tolliver guy. I think he fits right. Like He has the same vibe as Travis Scott, so I think him being on Cactus Jack Records is just absolutely perfect. Um, Don Tolliver is a hit maker. He's a hit maker. Like, what he puts out there is going to be on the radio, and it's going to be on our phones. Um, and he's got a voice that I don't think he's the GOAT, obviously. Like uh, Who does? And I don't think that he's uh, going to go down as the GOAT. He'll just kind of be uh, not a phase but it'll, it'll be the Don Tolliver era and it'll come and it'll go you know mm. whereas with like Post Malone and Travis Scott they are here for years and years and years uh, and Kanye West has obviously proven himself to be like the guy just to I mean you Kanye West wore a Trump hat and he still has like tons and tons of streams and I think that kind of like speaks volume about how like powerful Kanye is because you know we don't get political on the show I and mean, we never have we never will but like but it's very that evident should, a lot of people don't like Trump yeah <laughs> you know and he yeah, that so. should have got him, gotten him like completely canceled off everything, but dude, he's still beating it. So, uh, Life of a Don comes out. I'm very excited for it. You know, a few snippets here and there, and they're sounding great. Don Tolliver is coming in with his familiar uh, vocals, but a new sound. Um, so that being said, Brandon, I thought it'd be fun to kind of go over Don Tolliver's best songs and to kind of not rank them, but just pick between the two, have some fun. Uh, and so the first one I'm gonna hit you with, it's gonna be a tough one. But I'm going to hit you with Cardigan and Heaven or Hell. What are you choosing? Heaven or Hell. Okay. I think that I think that's the opener, actually, to yep. his album, Heaven or Hell. Yep. And, gosh, I think it's a great opener. It's like, I think in that year, 2020, yep. when that came out, I think that's one of the best openers out of an album that's come, that came out that year. Okay. I think it's one of the better openers. All right, so you've got uh, Heaven or Hell. I've got it too, just because of the story that the that the song uh, tells. Cardigan's a fun track, but I could I, I see myself revisiting Heaven or Hell way more than Cardigan. Um, I do love the ending of Cardigan though, very melodic, very angelic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. That's a great that's a great pick. So are you familiar with Wasted? His song Wasted, Wasted. off that album. Wasted. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. That's with Juice World, right? No, it goes dun, dun, time, dun, time for me. What, what wasted? It doesn't have, it doesn't have juice. Well, world. Waste. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is a juice world song that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I if know, you want to play a little bit of it, you can. I know, I know which one you're talking about. This one. Okay, so I'm gonna hit you with wasted, and I'm gonna hit you with mm, had enough. Had enough. Easy. Really. Had enough, dude. It's just beautiful song, best yeah. song, honest song, best song on uh, Jack Boys mm. because Jack Boys had some pretty fun t- tracks. You know, mm. there were some fun ones in there, but Had Enough is the most beautiful track on that. Yeah, album. Had or, enough, well, I wouldn't even call it album, but like mixtape, I guess. Had Enough is a beautiful track. Uh, I, lo- I love it. It's a great song. It reminds me a lot of like spring. It reminds me of palm trees, warm weather. You know, by the beach, but uh, wasted man is such an under. So here's the thing about Don Toliver for me, he's a winter voice, and I think what established that was what blew him up with no idea. Mm-hmm. We all heard that in the winter 2019 when it was TikTok on Charlie D'Amelio all day, and it was just a slow down version. Like that was everywhere. Everyone was listening to Don Toliver. Everyone, I can't give you one person who doesn't like the song. No idea. Yep, it's an incredible track. So. For me, Don Tolliver has a winter voice and wasted almost enti- the entirety of Heaven or Hell, the album, but like wasted is a winter vibe and it, hopefully it's not a bias because I'm in the fall, but I've got wasted o- over Had Enough because I, I don't see myself visiting Had Enough as much as I did Wasted. Now, Wasted isn't as bold as a track and Had Enough is a, you know, it's a spring and summer must have. So that one's kind of tough for me. I it, I can honestly go either way, but right now, as far as October seventh goes, I'm picking wasted. But um, you know, catch me sometime in May. I might even tell you that uh, had enough is my pick. So good stuff there. Good stuff there. Okay, next one. This one's kind of an e- easy one for me, but I'm curious as to what you would say. I got lemonade. Lemonade's kind of you know classic. Uh, and then I got after party. Ooh, lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sweet just... line, man. You can't beat that. The sad thing about this song, though, it really should have come out during the summer. It really should have. I don't and know. I, and I think the story behind it was, like, it just wasn't ready. Like, he Probably. wasn't ready to release it around, uh... Just makes no sense, man. It should have, though. Yeah, it and it came out and during the fall, I was like... Fuck. Are you familiar with his song, Diva? Diva, no. Diva, no worries. Okay, because I was going to throw Diva in there. Um, okay, yeah. Throw lemonade. I pick Lemonade over After Party any day. You gotta throw the big one. Um... But, yeah, so, great track there. Diva, Diva uh, I think you should listen to. Like, Diva's a really good song. And Diva is Don Tolliver, is a young Don Tolliver, but it's, all, although he's young and he wasn't as big when he made it, it's like, it could keep up with Heaven or Hell. It's one of his best, and I think it's, it's a great track. So, uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to get to the big one. But first, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you one more before we get there. Um, and I'm going to give you... This is tough, man. There's a lot of good ones. I'm going to give you Too Little Shorty and Can't Say. Oh, Can't Say. Oh. Can't Say. I think I think his uh, melody with Travis Scott, like Travis Scott imitates it, and I kind of mm-hmm. like it in that. And John Tolliver also does it, so I like it. So. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. uh, catchy. Very catchy. Okay. So you were pretty quick to pick Had Enough, and so here's the song that everyone's been wanting me to say, and obviously I, I gotta say the best for last. So, but and I and I feel like this answer is also very obvious. No idea or Had Enough. What's winning? I know, I know. It's a tough one. <laughs> That's so hard. That's so hard. 
Um, no idea. Yeah. It, it was, people say cultural reset. No idea what a cultural reset. It, you're going to play that song from now, and the first thing you're going to think of is winter 2019. Yep. You're going to think of winter 2019. You're going to think of TikTok. Mm-hmm. You're going to think of uh, Heartless oh, and Blinding Lights, because those also came out around that mm-hmm. time. You're going to think of pre like everything pre-COVID that was going on. Mm-hmm. But for you, what does the track say to you? Between, like, Winter. It, it, like, is that is that why is it nostalgia? Which is fine because for me it's nostalgia. Uh, it's just it's got such a winter I, vibe. I think it's both. It, it's got a winter sound to it, and yeah. it's also got um, yeah, definitely a winter sound in the vibes. Just it's like almost the, like it's a crisp, like a trap Christmas song. Yeah, like and New Year's, his voice New Year's too, just holidays yeah. in general. I I think No Idea is his best track ever. Is there's 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 just drugs in that track. Great stuff, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, discussing that with us. And we're going to be giving you guys our review of Life of Zidane on Tuesday. You guys know I'm going to hit you with that. I always do. Um, and then finally, we're going to cap this off with movies. You know, we hyped up No Time to Die. That comes out. We're going to be watching it tonight. So the day that you're listening to this, we're going to be watching that. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to hit you with that review on Tuesday. So two big things to review. Um, and then after that, what's coming out? Well, we got The Last Duel, which is di- directed by Ridley Scott, who did Alien mm-hmm. and The Martian. Yep. You know, and he, I mean... Ridley Scott, he also did Gladiator. I mean, he's Ridley, Ridley Scott has done so many movies. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Um, but if you don't know Ridley Scott by now, just know he's directed your parents' favorite movie and probably some of your friends' favorite movies. Mm. Uh, and he's directing The Last Duel. So we got that coming out. Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and the girl from Free Guy. I uh, forgot her name, but uh, British actress. Uh, very Great actress. That comes out. Um that's going to be coming out after No Time to Die, and we'll obviously hype that up as we get closer. Uh, and then Halloween Kills, the new movie in the Halloween, you know, freaking crazy series. Uh, <laughs> very excited for that as well. Love Halloween. I mean, we I love a good slasher, a good horror movie. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, and then after that, we got the highly anticipated Dune, which we're going to have a Dune special because I know, I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Dune is going to be the Star Wars of our generation if it's good. It's gonna. It could spark sequels, and which could spark into trilogies, which could, which could spark into so much more. Uh, so we're gonna cover Dune for sure. And another thing that's pretty big right now is uh, Squid Game. So Squid Game, have you seen it, Brandon? I have not. I need to see it. Have okay. you seen it? I have not, and I need to see it too. I've been watching so many films for my film class, mm-hmm. and just so busy with schoolwork. It's like, I know I'm gonna binge this show the way people are talking about it. It it just sounds like. It's like kind of like how Outer Banks was for us. Because here's the thing about Outer Banks. I think I if think you it's... were not 18 years old during quarantine, sorry, if you were not between 18 and 25 in quarantine, Outer Banks is going to be the worst show ever for you. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. Like it was, it was for such a specific demographic, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Now with Squid Game, you know we're still slightly quarantining. You know, sometimes if you have COVID, you're going to quarantine. If not, you're going you're to go out and. Whether you're vaccinated and wear a mask, that's totally up to you. You know, it's your choice. Uh, and you know, we're not, we don't get political. We don't tell you what to do. So that's your choice. We're, we're t- I guess one would be safe to say that we're out of quarantine. So Squid Game is a show that's not going to have a nostalgic factor. Mm-hmm. So it has to rely on how good it is. And and, and that's one thing that I've noticed going into it. Um, but it sounds like you're going to check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And it, it yeah. And I think the comparisons to Outer Banks is definitely legit, but it's also, I think it's like a hybrid of that and Parasite. 
I really do. Yeah. Since it's a, uh, I think they're both Korean films, or is Parasite... Parasite is Korean. Yeah, they're um, both, so they're both Korean. There's an interesting love for Korean culture in America. We've got BTS, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's called Black Love, or Group Love, like, oh, something like that. And there's then Gangnam there's, Style. Yeah, Gangnam awesome. Style, yeah, but... There's a lot of love for Korean culture here in America. We love Korean food and we love Korean movies. Yep. Like Parasite, um, obviously, like it, uh, we love it enough to have it win an Oscar. So, Squid Game is just going to be one of those things in, in our love for Korean culture. Uh, I'm going to check it out for sure. It's the hot topic right now. And that being said, we always talk about what's hot this week. So, uh, that being said, you know, all that, you've got Life of a Dawn, No Time to Die. And Squid Game. All three of those reviews on Tuesday. Tuesday's going to be a huge episode. I, I hope we have enough time to jam-pack it all in. But I'm going to watch all of that and listen to all of that multiple times. Go over it. Think about it. Give you my thoughts. And that's going to be on Tuesday's episode. So thanks for that. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've probably gone way over. But uh, it, it was the chemistry was there. Just sitting next to you, there's definitely a difference between, between you know, going over the phone and sitting next to you. Like, yeah. definitely flows, you know. Times went by a lot faster and the flow was nice. So, Appreciated that. But, uh, you know, as always, guys, we're so very grateful for you guys. We ask that you continue to DM us, text us, let us know what you want us to talk about, and, like, tell your friends. Tell them about the new challenge. You know, guess the score. Um, you know, let them know. Send, send us, uh, send them, you know, our podcast. Um, we're very grateful for you guys, and we're signing off. Very excited for tonight. No time to die to see it. So maybe we'll post something on the story. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> But uh, without further ado, my name is Thomas Hicks. And I'm Brandon Matula. Matula. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye. And we're off.